Hey, it's Kylie Gable. Welcome to another Feminization Boudoir podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, which means I blabber on for a couple minutes at the beginning of the show and a little bit at the end, and we call it a podcast. Things have been a little bit crazy over at the Candy Apple Press studios. Um, The computer is working again, but of course it, it left me a little bit behind. So there's writing books, which... I'm just finishing up the second part of the three-part finale to The Great Sorority Sissy Hunt, which I really recommend highly. Some great writers on there are like Sally Ben, Mindy Harris, Diane Calloway, Pamela Harlow, people besides me who I think just did a great job. Of course, Claudia. I I don't want to forget anybody. Um, And then there's also... um, just the everyday stuff, like uploading files to the clip sites and all. Please, 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 if you're enjoying us, please support us. Hit, get to um, I Want Clips. Get over to Clips for Sale. Purchase the audios. What you're hearing is, I try to give you a good story, but what you're hearing is about half of each episode. Now, this is a five-part book, and, you know, this one particularly is like 45 minutes today. What you're hearing is 22 minutes. I promise you, the really good stuff is actually in the audios, as opposed to the clips that I'm playing. But I still hope you're enjoying this enough. I don't want this to be an infomercial. I'm actually hoping it'll be entertaining. So, without further ado, we're on to the third part of the uh, Sissy's Mentor. Um, there's five parts, as I mentioned. All five have already been recorded. So here's Miss Jen Davis's reading of... Um, the Sissy Mentor Part 3. Sissy is starting to really become a feminized sissy. And uh, one thing that comes up, if you're a boy with short hair who wants to be a girl, you're going to have to do something about that hair. So this in this particular episode, um, Tracy, our heroine, gets a wig. The Sissy's Mentor Collection is written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Costa. Narrated by Miss Jen Davis. For mature audiences only, all characters are above the legal age. The Sissy's Mentor, Part 3. The Party Girl. It was a dirty trick, but there was nothing that Tracy could do about it. He had passed today's makeup test with Paige, and she had redone his face to make it flawless. But after she left, it was back into that lavender bandage dress and heels again. Even with his limited knowledge of women's fashion, Tracy knew that his image was all wrong. The dress was fine for a dance club, but not for morning shopping and his hair could only be described as masculine. When Rachel asked him where he wanted to go to, she knew what he'd say, but she just wanted to hear him say it. Can we go to Stacy's? Miss Stacy's salon? asked Tracy. You really have taken to this, sissy, taunted Rachel. Did you really want to go to the beauty shop? Oh, yes, please, gushed Tracy. I want to try on a whole lot of wigs. It will make me feel like Cinderella. 
Rachel laughed at his response, then looked Tracy up and down. You know, it's a lot of fun embarrassing you in front of my friends. But when it's just you and me, you don't have to sell it that much. I know that you're not excited to try on wigs, but I appreciate the effort. I just don't want to go out in public dressed like this, and I really don't want to do it without a wig, said Tracy. This is kind of tough, you know. It's supposed to be tough, said Rachel. I get your point, though. Can we start with the wigs? Sure we can. I may even spring for lunch. That's another thing. This is going to get expensive, isn't it? Relax. I'm not going to bankrupt you buying ball gowns. Stacy said she could set you up with a wig cheaply, and Paige had some ideas on how you could make some money to pay for the things you need. How? Don't worry about that just yet. Another thing, the kind of clothes you need are everyday wear. You mean I can wear pants? Maybe I'll get you a pair of capris or something. Mostly, you'll be wearing dresses and skirts, but they won't be super expensive. Well, that's something at least. Wig shops are one of those things that have fallen off a bit in recent years. Between the convenience of online shopping and the diminishing popularity of wigs as a general fashion statement, there just isn't that much business left. So when Rachel and Tracy walked into Stacy's shop, she literally jumped for joy, clapping as she saw them enter. If this was just a wig shop, Tracy would have hardly worried about attracting attention because there wouldn't be more than one or two people in the store outside of employees. Unfortunately, where Stacy worked wasn't just a wig shop. It was a full-service beauty salon with a rather large beauty supply shop in the back which is where the wigs were sold and where Stacy worked. She was currently the only employee back there, but the salon was full of women and they would frequently wander back to Stacy, either before or after their hair was done, in order to buy various products. Stacy waved Rachel and Tracy back past the receptionist and through the salon to her area. Tracy nearly fell over when he was unsettled by the sound of his own heels echoing off the salon's tile floor. The smell of all the hairspray and styling products was assaulting his nostrils. There was something very girly about this place. I was hoping I'd see you soon, beamed Stacy. I couldn't keep our little girl away, said Rachel. She wanted to come here first. Is that right, Tracy? asked Stacy. I don't like walking around all dressed up with my hair like this, said Tracy, motioning to his hair. So you want to change? I think we can arrange that. Have you thought about color? You know, blondes have more fun, said Stacy. That would be awesome, cheered Rachel, instantly deflating Tracy. Unfortunately, I think Blonde would look weird with her coloring. Yeah, it would probably be the most fun, but we want her looking her best, agreed Stacy, causing Tracy to breathe a sigh of relief. We'll stay with black and brown. 
Actually, I bet a dark red color would look perfect. Start there, said Rachel. Let's see how it looks. Come this way, Tracy, and we'll get you all fixed up, ordered Stacy. Tracy took a deep breath. As much as he wanted to look like a woman and not a man in a dress, as Stacy began putting white styrofoam heads adorned with wigs in front of him, he could see what she had in mind, and it was different than he imagined. These hairstyles weren't bright, I love Lucy red, but a darker color, sort of halfway between red and brown. It reminded Tracy of that silly dress picture that was going around where you had to determine if it was blue or gold. Depending on how you looked at the wigs, they could either be red or brunette. Stacy reached over and put what looked like part of a stocking on Tracy's head. It was a cap to wear with the wigs. Not all the wigs I'll show you require a stocking, but it's more sanitary when you're trying them on to wear one, explained Stacy. It's already an improvement, joked Rachel. Stacy reached over for a simple bob wig. The color was a bright copper, and it was probably the lightest shade that she had brought over to Tracy. The red does go good with her skin tone, said Rachel, and the wig makes a huge difference in her appearance. But I don't think I'm sold on that one. Me neither, said Stacy, removing the wig from his head. The next one was a very full head of hair, which reminded Tracy of a darker version of the girl in the movie Brave. It would be awful to wear on so many levels. Oh, that one is precious, said Rachel, as Stacy maneuvered the wig into place. If we wanted to go full girly girl, that's the one I'd pick. Well, don't you want to go full girly girl? asked Stacy, affectionately tapping Tracy's nose with her finger. Not quite, replied Rachel. We do want her to be feminine but we don't want her to be too outlandish. I think I got you. Victoria's secret fashion show, not RuPaul's Drag Race, said Stacy. I don't know that I would have put it that way, but that sounds about right, said Rachel. Tracy took a deep breath. He actually liked the way this wig looked on him but it was a sort of hair a girl who had been growing her hair for six years and had been going in every couple weeks to get it styled would have. If Rachel got him hair like that, Tracy was sure it'd be a summer of frothy lace dresses and heels. If he was going to have to dress, he wanted short shorts and girls' Nikes. Let's try this one, said Stacy. I like chestnut on her a lot. What do you think? I think that shade really does compliment her, Stacy. You're a genius. The wavy style is great, too, for helping to feminize the more masculine angles of her face, agreed Rachel. I think we have a winner. What do you think, Tracy? Whatever, replied Tracy, in a disinterested voice. But inside, his heart was actually racing a bit. They say that if you're a reluctant sissy, the second you step out in public, you become an accomplice in your own feminization. Practicing walking in heels can suck when you're not used to it, but the second you're being observed, you want that walk to be perfect. 
Tracy couldn't believe how the wig changed his whole appearance. He saw the girl in the mirror looking back at him and realized that she would be able to go anywhere if she could learn the voice and mannerisms. Did you just tell your mistress whatever? gasped Stacy. I just meant I don't really care, replied Tracy. Oh, really now? asked Rachel. You're just digging a deeper and deeper hole for yourself, sissy. I think I'm going to have to deal with your attitude when we get home. I totally love my new hair, Mistress Stacy, Miss Rachel. It's so beautiful. Thank you, said Tracy in his most feminine voice. He even raised up his shoulders like a shy little girl talking to an adult. That's wonderful, sissy, said Rachel, but it's a little too late. You will be punished, but at least you stop digging your hole deeper and deeper. Oh, I wouldn't want to be you, Tracy, giggled Stacy. <laughs> Tell you what, if you're taking this one, I'll throw in that girly girl wig, too. I don't mind spoiling the sissy. That's great, Stacy, explained Rachel. Thank you so much, gushed Tracy, reaching up to remove his wig but he was stopped by Rachel grabbing his wrist. Don't take it off, sissy, ordered Rachel. Stacy, is it all right for her to wear that wig home? Of course, said Stacy, removing the price tag from the wig. I'll just need this. Now let's get you some pretty clothes, said Rachel. I'm sure we'll find some things that are just perfect for you. I really wish I could go with, pouted Stacy. Don't worry, I know this won't be our last shopping trip, replied Rachel. I know, sighed Stacy, but there's just something special about a sissy buying her first dress. I already have dresses, protested Tracy. Right, agreed Stacy. These will be your own dresses, though. They will not be hand-me-downs, but all yours. Somehow the thought that these were going to actually be his own dresses that he bought, not ones given to him, hit him like a load of bricks. A lot of guys were dressed up in women's clothing by friends, sisters, or cousins. Actually buying skirts and dresses for themselves was a whole other level. And it was a totally humiliating level. Tracy felt the hairs on the back of his neck stand on end as the girls laughed. With the wig straightened on Tracy's head, Rachel paid for the new purchases. With the discount that Stacy had given them, they got a styrofoam head, two wigs, and a cap for $82. Tracy was thrilled that Rachel paid for it. I didn't think it was fair to make you pay for everything, said Rachel. You will be paying for your clothes today. I know it might put a little strain on your wallet, but as I said, Paige has some money-making ideas for you. Rachel and Tracy left the salon and headed to the mall. She decided to limit Tracy's purchases to $150 for the day, having already looked at his bank account and credit cards online. For that price, they were able to get some cute underwear, some decent quality drugstore makeup, a very short pink mini dress, and a more conservative little black dress, a pair of black pumps, and a pair of pink sandals. 
Tracy was impressed by Rachel's ability to find bargains. I'm not really into fashion, so I try not to pay too much for it, admitted Rachel. I'm not into it either, said Tracy. Oh, but you will be, replied Rachel. You have plenty of time. I thought we were going to at least get some shorts or those pants you were talking about, said Rachel. You can't be serious, smirked Rachel. You didn't get enough pretty new clothes? Well, I did think we were getting me some besides dresses, replied Tracy sheepishly. I tried to keep things under $150 for your sake, but if you want more and you're willing to pay for it, we certainly can get you some more casual clothing, said Rachel. The extra items took another 45 minutes of shopping, and while Tracy was allowed to buy some short shorts and t-shirts, Rachel picked them out. There was a black t-shirt that said, Sassy, in large pink script across the bust, and a gray crop top that said, Paris, in rhinestones. In addition, Tracy got some ankle socks and a pair of hot pink sketchers. The total for the additional purchases was another $75. Tracy had learned that dressing like a girl would never be cheap. As soon as they returned home from the mall, Rachel took pictures as Tracy modeled all of his new clothes. Things had been cool between them for most of the day, and Tracy hated to spoil things by complaining. But the growing collection of blackmail that Rachel was accumulating frightened Tracy. Is that it? asked Tracy, as Rachel snapped a few pictures of him in his last outfit, which was the black t-shirt and pink short shorts. Yeah, I think that's it. Go change into your new black dress and your new pumps, ordered Rachel. Can't I just keep these on, pleaded Tracy. No, you're still not used to heels, and you need to break those in, said Rachel. Don't worry, you'll have plenty of chance to wear your more casual clothes. After Tracy had changed, Rachel observed him hanging up his new dresses and putting his shorts and shirt into his dresser. It wasn't lost on Tracy that all day long he'd been in dresses and heels, and Rachel was in yoga pants and a t-shirt. There was no doubt who were the pants in this relationship. Tracy did some work for his math class and watched a bit of television until it was five, and he decided he should probably get started on dinner. There wasn't much in the house, but Rachel suggested that there was plenty of things that he could use to make a salad for them. He was in the process of slicing the tomatoes when he heard Rachel's phone ring. Hey, Jill, what's up? asked Rachel. Tracy couldn't help listening in once he realized it was somebody he knew on the other end. You find all the parties. Yeah, we'll be there. That sounds like fun. A very alarmed Tracy worried that when Rachel said we, she meant him. At a party? There was no way he'd do that. Yeah, Stacy was a big help. She's a redhead now. It should be a good challenge. I'll see you tonight, Jill, said Rachel as she hung up her phone. W what What's going on, stammered Tracy? We have a party invitation, replied Rachel. You need to get out more. No, I've never been to a college party as a guy. I can't go as a girl. I'd never fool anybody. I won't, exclaimed Tracy. Rachel grabbed Tracy's arm firmly. 
but not roughly, and led him over to the couch. She sat him down and calmly explained things. Look, I could put you over my knee and spank your scrawny little ass until you were crying and begging me to let you go to the party. But I'm not going to do that. You're not? asked Tracy, trembling with anxiety. No, I think we can handle this the easy way, replied Rachel. What's the easy way? asked Tracy, a bit calmer. Well, the easy way is you agreed to go with, and we have some fun, said Rachel. No, you mean you have some fun, replied Tracy, shaking his head. Look, I think it'd be the best place for you to try your luck passing in public as a woman, said Rachel. That's why I'm insisting on making you go. There's no way. It would be a disaster, protested Tracy. Listen, admonished Rachel. I know you'd have trouble passing in bright daylight, but those parties are always dark, and so many of the people there will have beer goggles on, and there's loud music just in case your voice isn't feminine enough. I haven't even practiced speaking like a girl, complained Tracy. Actually, we were talking about that, said Rachel. Paige thinks your voice is already high enough to fool most people, and that's without the loud music. I'm not going to do it, said Tracy, crossing his arms. It just won't work. Well, you don't have a choice. But it will work. I'm not doing this so you'll get outed or beaten up. We have some time to perfect your look and outfit. We can even work on your voice and mannerisms, too. This would take years to learn, protested Tracy. You're not going to have years, said Rachel. Even if I were to let you off the hook tonight, which I won't, you'd be going out for lunch or something tomorrow. You might as well pull off the band-aid. Besides, you did fine at the mall today. That was different, said Tracy. Yes, it was, sighed Rachel. The mall was brightly lit, and everybody saw you buying bras. You can't tell me this is worse. There will be guys there, complained Tracy. We'll keep an eye on you, promised Rachel. Damn it, I don't want to do this, complained Tracy. I know, but you know you aren't going to win, so don't waste your time arguing, said Rachel. Let's get you ready. Every piece of Tracy's outfit was chosen with care. He wore a new black lace bra and panties, with sheer stockings to show off his hairless legs. He also wore his new black dress and his black pumps. Rachel made some calls to Stacy, Jill, and Paige. They all agreed to meet over at Rachel and Tracy's place so they could do an expert job on his makeup and fix his wig just right. Of course, Rachel busied herself snapping pictures of the preparation. When the girls were finished, Tracy was not only passable, but actually very pretty, at least as long as he was mute and still. His voice was marginal, and his movements were less than that. Tracy was obsessed with his own reflection for long enough to not really notice just how unprepared he was for some of the other aspects of passing. I think he's ready, said Rachel. Ready as he's going to be, agreed Jill. I think you mean as ready as she's going to be, corrected Paige. 
All right, the party should be dark and loud. Everybody keep an eye on our little girl here. It's her first night out. Dancing and kissing is fine, but nothing more serious than that, said Rachel. Dancing and kissing, repeated Tracy involuntarily. Don't worry your pretty little head about that, said Stacy, handing Tracy a black fox leather purse. Your job is just to look pretty and smile at all the boys. Wait, said Jill, doesn't he need a girl's name? Nah, said Rachel, instead of Tracy with a Y, she'll be Tracy with an I. Yeah, it's like his parents knew he was destined to be a sissy, said Stacy. So that's our story. We leave Tracy at the party. If you pick up the audio from I Want Clips or Clips for Sale, you will find out what happens to him there. And uh, we'll pick it up from there with part four in two weeks. Next week is going to be the 23rd, I believe. Yeah, the 23rd. So we will have a special Christmas-themed show. Well, most of the audio is from Mistress DJ. I hope you enjoy it. And then we'll be back on the 30th with part four of um, The Sissy's Mentor. So have a great week, and I will see you next Monday. Well, you won't really see me. I always say that. It's not really much of a catchphrase for for a podcast. But uh, I'll be back next Monday. I hope you will, too. Take care.